Welcome back to the Meaningful Success Podcast. My name is Josiah Clark, and this is my dad, Wade Clark. Wade Clark. (laughs) You always pause after I say something. (laughs) And welcome to the 10th episode of the show. Wow, it's hard to believe we've done that many. Now, does that include the Patreons or is that in total? No, that's just the main show. Uh, we do have three episodes that are exclusive to Patreon that are out so far. Hint, hint, if you want to hear those, just sign up at patreon.com slash Meaningful Success Podcast. But as far as the main show goes, yeah, that's 10 episodes. And actually, it's more than that because we've had some false starts, as we've talked about before. True. And, you know, there was an episode we totally scrapped and things like that. But 10 episodes, not bad at all no we've been you know we've kept it going very good and um yeah well just on the last time we we had kind of a little bit of a i'm not gonna say it was a bummer of a show but it was it was it was definitely a heavier subject we talked about discouragement yeah and yeah um, why don't you kind of update us on kind of where you are now um since last week i'm definitely feeling better than i was then Um, I think part of it is actually a bit of a depression slump, which just happens. You know, I think there was definitely just real discouragement there as well as, you know, I look back now and I think there was a little bit of that. I see. Um, But uh, I am So what's my excuse? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I am doing better than I was for sure. Uh, Still, you know, working through some of that stuff. But one thing that was really cool – that was really encouraging was I got my first ever review on Pinstripe. Oh, an unsolicited review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody and this on... is after you were discouraged because you didn't feel like anybody was listening or reading. Yeah, well, I mean, numerically, that's still kind of true. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was the first time that I've ever gotten a review on my writing that wasn't somebody like, like there was one person who was trying to build up their catalog of reviews they had done and they asked if they could, but like this was, I see, you know, this wasn't like, Oh yeah, you can review my thing. And then they go read it. This was somebody who read it and then chose to leave a review. So that was, you know, in that way, it's kind of a different thing. And so, um, first time that's ever happened since I was like a teenager and it was really positive. It was like four out of five stars. And the, the thing they had an issue with was like a certain plot point that like, really more like a matter of taste kind of thing than anything else. Well, people do that even with mainline movies and stuff. So Sure. Yeah, but it was it was um just really cool, really encouraging to get that. Uh that was a few days ago. Wonderful. And um yeah, so overall doing doing better than I was. What about you? Yeah, I'm doing better. I, I think that sometimes it's just helpful just to talk things out. You know, you sometimes if you just kind of internalize things, you they can get magnified a little bit in in your mind and that kind of stuff. So yeah, actually I'm I'm doing better as well. Good, good. So this week we were talking about the topic of talking about the topic of the uh of the category of um the subject of uh, influences and inspirations and role models uh, yeah. for success. Yes. And so I was just curious um, just to start that topic off. Like when you think about role models and inspirations, like what does that actually mean to you? Is it somebody that just, they did something cool that you found inspiring? Like when you look at your own life and the kind of inspiration you generally seem to get, or the kind of people that tend to be inspiring to you? Like, is mm-hmm. there any theme? Is there anything like that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's different in, at different ages. It was a little bit different, but um, 
I think that the thing that I look for, I, I've always been a little bit independent-minded and honestly a little bit contrarian. I didn't mean to be contrarian, but I kind of found out that I, I kind of am. I don't always think about things conventionally. I always look for people who are doing things that either in the area that I wanted to, or maybe they had specific talents I admired, or they were they were kind of pursuing things that I wanted to pursue and yeah. and those types of things. And some of those, particularly in certain areas like my guitar playing and other things, have made a, a pretty major impact in, in how I developed uh, in, in some of the things that I've done. How about you? Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, the it's kind of gone through different phases over the years because I came to realize in recent years that I used to have a really unhealthy relationship with the whole thing of inspirations and, uh, you know, role models and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. what, I, what I mean by that is like, and I think this is something that comes uh, really a lot of it comes from like social media and things like that and how transparent and, you know, I don't know if you've heard the term of a parasocial relationship. No. Um, Parasocial relationship is the idea of it's a one-sided relationship that is, it's not just like one-sided of like, oh, I never get, you know, I'm always giving and they're never giving. It's more like you are a fan or something like that and you have enough information about someone, whether that's because they, you know, they vlog about their life or they write blogs or whatever they may do. There's enough of information about them that you feel like a closeness to them that doesn't actually exist. I see. And the important distinction is they're not aware of you at all. Like, right. <laughs> like you, you're not, it's not like you're both in the same class and you're trying to be friends with somebody and there's just nuts happening. Yeah. It's like, not, it's not being, you're admiring the, you know, the popular person in school and Hey, gee, you want to get to be on the in crowd there. Right. You're not even in the crowd at all. Well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm sure it's something that existed, you know, well before the internet, but it at a much smaller scale. Gotcha. And so. I think a lot of my inspirations in the past were sort of those parasocial relationship things where I was, it was less that I uh, was just inspired in a healthy way and like, you know, oh, this is inspiring to me. So I, you know, take that energy of inspiration and fuel it into my own thing. It was more like I would see somebody who was doing the thing that I wanted to do. And I would basically, I didn't realize I was doing this at the time, but I basically was like wishing I was them. Uh, um, well, I knew you did some mimicking. And I know when it, at one point when you had some of your YouTube channels, there were YouTubers that you admired. And, and I noticed that the way that you would approach your videos was very, very similar sometimes. Yeah. And, and that's, there's a degree of that that's normal. Yeah. That just happens with anything creative. You're going to Correct. emulate what you like. That's well, just, that's true in the music. True. Yeah. That's just how it is. But there's, there's even a difference between that and like a parasocial, like kind of losing yourself and wishing you were someone else. I see. So I don't know, for me, it means something a little different because I'm relearning how to have inspirations and how to have influences in a healthy way. And like what that even means now that I don't, I'm not that way anymore through just over the years I've, you know, grown and and therapy and things like that. But now I'm rebuilding that. And so when I'm inspired by somebody, there's always this little bit in me that's like, 
oh, am I, I'm not trying to, I'm not like wishing I was them again. Am I like wanting to make sure that I'm doing it in a healthy way and have a little bit of that caution to it, I guess. Well, I think that's part, I mean, as when we look at role models or inspiration, uh, it's never intended to be that you, you become them. I mean, it's, it's really a matter of you learn from them, you pick up ideas from them, you get inspiration, you get energy, like you said. But they're real people, too, and they've made mistakes, too, and they're making mistakes, too. And so there is an aspect of making sure that we stay objective and and recognize that, you know, even those that we influence, we're not trying to become them. We just want to learn from them. Well, and that's one thing that I've sort of realized is an indicator of – is this healthy inspiration or is this moving towards something unhealthy is – can you identify here is the thing about this person that is inspiring to me? Right. You know, or is it just this person as a whole represents what I want as a life and a career and whatever that may be? Yeah. You know, is that person sort of a stand in for all of that stuff? Or is it more like, oh, well, I'm really influenced with, you know, how this person does this specific thing. And I think that's cool. You know yeah, what I mean? I, yeah, I do because I remember I, I remember and it's been a long time ago, but I remember there were times that you said, Oh, this person's living my dream. Yeah. And you and, and it would put you in a depression sometimes because Yeah, it did. You'd worked hard, you'd created, you'd done a lot of things and and you weren't getting the traction that you were you were looking for, and then someone else's video would make go viral and and out of the blue they gained success that was unexpected and then and then that would cause frustration. Yeah, and and again, even that stuff I, I guess the point I'm trying to make with all of this is like when we talk about inspirations, I don't think that we ever consider that in a, not a negative light as in it's a bad thing to have an inspiration, but that there is actually like a potential, um, a potential toxicity there. Sure. And that's just not something I hear talked about. And so I I don't say that to bring down the, the mood. I just say that as, it's a different angle that I don't really hear people talk about, but it is very relevant to me mm. because I'm unlearning so much from when I was a teenager and like in my early twenties. Yeah. Know? I, I can hear what you're saying. Well, on that bright note, um, <laughs> whose life do you want to live, dad? Who do you have a parasocial <laughs> relationship with? Um, I don't know that I do. Um, <laughs> I did write That's down, good. <laughs> I did write down some some people that I want to mention, and and I've actually got it clearly one of the first influences in my life was my father. There was just a stability in him, um, a consistency in him, and a um, yeah. I always knew where I stood with him. He he was always uh, encouraging. He would let me know when I was doing wrong too, but he, but, yeah. but he was encouraging and I, I always knew that he was there to support me and that was a big influence. And then, but, but he, he passed away fairly young. Um, he passed away when I uh, had just graduated college and just about the time that I became, you know, I, I guess I became a man or sure, a, 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 like so I, stepped into independent and, adulthood. Yeah. And so the things that I would wanted to talk to him about and the things that I would have he wasn't there and and I was I was very fortunate right about that same time I met another gentleman who uh was a big influence in my life kind of like a spiritual father to me as well and so 
that point of stability, it was the same thing in this in this individual. There was just a stability about... Now, that person had gone through a lot of trials and they had gone through a lot of uh, things that had torn them down to their foundation. And yeah. then... then um, this gentleman was definitely a man of faith and, and he was built back up in that and just was real influential. I always knew that I could turn to him, could talk to him about pretty well anything. And there were times that I, I there were things that, you know, decisions I needed to make. And um, I can remember one time in particular and, you know, back in the old multi-level marketing days, that was early mar- marriage. We were kind of financially strapped and yeah. someone came to us with one of these multi-level marketing things. <laughs> and, and we were like, should we do this? Let's talk. And, and, you know, my wife said, well, why don't you call Larry? And I thought about, well, maybe, but I was, I was kind of hesitant. I was kind of hesitant to reach out to Larry because I was almost scared of what he would tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and that probably in and of itself answered your question. And it huh? did. It did. It actually yeah. did. And so uh, and so once I realized that that I was actually hesitating to reach out, I did reach out and 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 he did give me some good counsel on on that end. Yeah. So that that would probably be my first, my father and Larry, uh, two men who were stable influences in my life. Yeah. And I hand the baton over to Josiah. Yes, I receive that baton with grace and poise. (laughs) So I'll be honest, when we first started talking about having this be the topic, I was thinking entirely in the realm of like career sort of stuff. And then you come in here with this super personal thing and I'm like, oh, Oh, I feel well, I've bad. Got, I've got, I've got, <laughs> I've got business and stuff to have oh, too. No, 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 I know. It's, but, but I was just like, oh, oh. Don't change your I, list. Well, no. So I will say before I get into what I had written down, since we are talking more on a personal level, that you are one such influence for sure. And Aww. there's, there's a lot of, and I'm not just saying that, even though it definitely sounds like I am, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of ways it's really interesting because I've come to understand so many more of the ways that you've influenced me post being married ah. compared to what I did. Because there's so many things that I do and and whether that's like just ways that I am or standards that I uphold or, uh, you know, little quirks or whatever they may be that Audrey will be like, what are you doing with this thing? Or like, we'll have a conversation and she's like, Oh, why do you think that? And so many of those things I find come back to you. Hmm. And it's just really interesting. Um, just to realize that even, I mean, I would have of course thought of you as an influence on my life as my dad, you know, already, but as I get older and as I, in marriage am, you know, going through different things or like facing different situations and different big questions and stuff like that. So it's really interesting to see how often the way that I think about those issues is influenced directly by you. Mm. So, and that's, you know, anyway, that's so that I'm glad that you, I was poking fun at you earlier, but I am glad you went on a personal note because that is something that's really significant. Like, and I think that is actually representative of what I was talk- talking about earlier about that unhealthy relationship with inspirations mm-hmm. that I had because when I think inspirations, I, I'm i so primed to think of that like career sort of thing and I don't really think of it on a personal level. Mm. And so that's just another example of like, oh, I'm unlearning a lot of a lot of unhealthy shit that I had. Yeah. Um, so who was your first on your list then? Well, my first on my uh, on my list of uh, 
more career slash <laughs> goal related stuff. Um, all three of them are related to to my writing and stuff, since that's kind of the the thing. I've guessed one of them. I've written it down to see if I'll see if it's it shows up. Okay. Yeah. One of those, uh, it's actually two in one kind of, um, but they're the people that inspired me to do do my writing in a web serial format where I'm kind of releasing it online and doing it in this way right mm-hmm. now. Pirate Abba and Wildbow, hmm. um, who are these two people who have these extremely successful web serial series. Wildbow's been around for a really long time. They both have actually. And just there's a lot about the way that they do their their business model and they do the the way that they release their stories and their content that you, I mean, you can literally look at like my website and you can see like I just straight up copied the way that they designed their websites because it works for this format so well. I see. You know, like just structurally. Structurally, you know? yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, that's that's a business process, actually. Yeah, exactly. And so like uh, – so those are those are some big influences, I guess, on sort of the structure of, of, of how I'm doing my writing business at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, so, <laughs> so that's, 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 the first that's my first one. So what about you for your second one? Well, my second one is, is a guitarist named Eric Johnson. Yeah, I'm a guitarist. And so growing up, you know, as, as any guitarist does, there's people you, you enjoy their music and those kind of things and you listen and, and you, and you mimic and you, and you learn that way. And, and there's been different people, Neil Sean and, and Eddie Van Halen and various people like that, that I, I mimicked over time. But then I heard a guitarist named Eric Johnson and he's, yep. he's a guitarist out of Austin. Um, at the time he was fairly unknown. And in fact, I guess I learned about this guy, two or three years before his breakthrough album that everybody began knowing who who he really was. Yeah. The way that he approached the guitar, the tone he got from the guitar, the way he blended both exceptionally pristine, clean chordal structures with this violin lead tone. It was just... It took me back, and and I had the privilege, being young and being near the Austin area, to see him play live, and 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 so he became really, really influential to my guitar playing for for quite some time. Now I will tell you that I wanted to be able to play like him, but I'm not him, and I don't. And actually, my playing style is quite different, even yeah. though even though that was. That was always an objective, and that was always kind of some degree of frustration because I was trying to attain to that level of tone. But then over the years, I've realized that you know there's some things that his taste and mine are a little bit different on some things, and and that's actually good. But I I do remember a point in time when someone asked you know who's your favorite guitarist, and everybody was giving it's like on a discussion board, and everybody was giving their their list of here's my top five, whatever. Right. And I gave I gave like. Five and I said, you know, number one, Eric Johnson. Number two, Eric Johnson. Number three, Eric Johnson. <laughs> number four, Neil Sean, and number five, Eddie Van Halen, or something like that. Yeah. So it was it was very evident, even in the way I responded to that, that I, my it was an exceptionally strong influence on my, on my playing at that time. Yeah. Now back to you on the next one on your list. The next one would be um, the uh, the creator of One Piece, Oda, is definitely a huge inspiration to me in the 
the world building and storytelling and character um, writing that he does in that series. Like you can see that influence in my actual writing of just, it's very much, I call it my favorite thing, One Piece. And it's my, yeah, uh, definitely my favorite story. He's a big inspiration and a big uh, influence on a lot of ways of how I write and how I think about story these days. And then what's your, what's your last one? The last one that I was going to bring up is, is a guy named Graham Cochran and Graham is um, I actually found out about Graham through my interest in music because he used to run a channel on uh, how to build and operate kind of a home recording studio and how to how to is this the recording revolution guy yeah the recording revolution yeah. it's you know and and how to basically make radio ready songs from your home and he built up his audience through YouTube and other things. And then he started offering courses and various things like that. And he became quite successful on that so much so that he realized that actually he needed to start another business on the business. <laughs> and so he actually started coaching people on how to, how to build business. Um, and that's kind of a separate, separate business for him. And he's done well with both. Um, he seems to be a man of integrity. He seems to be a man who has some of the similar values. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm influenced by him because there's a lot of quote unquote gurus out there or people who are, you know, influencers on, on doing this or that, but not all of them line up with where I feel like I would be value wise or interest wise. And, and that's something for me that, that yeah. caught my attention. Yeah. And, and I've, I've purchased some of his courses and done some of his things and it's, it's been great stuff. Yeah. And you, I, I remember you've been talking about him for quite a number of years. Yeah. Like when, when did you find his stuff? Well, I started watching his YouTube videos, gosh, years and years ago, but yeah. I, it was probably uh, four years ago or so that I actually started, I bought one of his courses. Actually, it was the first course was not even on the music. It was more on the business side. Yeah. And um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and then for my last one, kind of narrowing into a little bit more of that sort of business side as well would be Brandon Sanderson. Hmm. And he's this uh, extremely successful fantasy author. Very, very prolific. He's got tons of books out and he's constantly, he just writes at a ridiculous pace hmm. um, and releases so many books. But one thing, uh, <laughs> what's interesting is he's been this huge influence on me in the area of writing for a couple, well, really like a year. And um, I have just now over the last few weeks through audiobook form have been reading books that he's written for the first time ever. Really? Uh, even though as an author, he's hugely influential to me. And that's largely because of two things. One is he, he does this yearly series on writing fantasy and, and science uh. fiction and stuff at a college and he has those classes posted on his YouTube channel. Wow. Um, and, and all these lectures and all this talk about the craft of writing and, and how he approaches things and all this stuff. And so I actually became a really big fan of his, uh, through that <laughs> before I ever, <laughs> before I ever consumed books. any of his books. Yeah. And his books are very, very, very good too. Like I, I was very, uh, there's a certain thing of like you hear someone talk about doing something, but you haven't actually seen what that thing is that they do. Yeah. And then 
there's that little bit of apprehension of like, okay, like, but are they actually any good? You know, <laughs> like, are they, are they teaching all this really good stuff, but then the, the stuff that they do themselves isn't actually that great. And it wasn't like, it was actually really, really good. Um, I'm listening through the second audiobook in one of his series uh, mm-hmm. right now. That's really good. The, the other reason that besides those lectures and all the videos and all the all the uh, talks and stuff that he's done on this topic uh, is his business structure because mm. he has he he publishes through uh, you know at one of the major publishing companies tour right. He also has his own. Uh, independent publishing company that he releases certain projects through and he has a number of people that work with him and uh, so know, he's diversified he's diversified but he's also you know th- that's that's a vision of 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 a business model of having sort of that small independent uh, mm-hmm. publishing sort of thing that really really appeals to me yeah and so I would say he's he's probably like when we when we were first talking about making a list of inspirations for this episode he it actually was a while before i thought of oda or uh wildbow and pirate abba and all that uh, i the only person on the list for a, quite a while was brandon sanderson because when i look at the mm. direction i'm going with my writing and stuff like that like i would say he's probably the biggest influence in a lot of ways on what i'm doing from a uh you know from a business and 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 process standpoint that's pretty interesting. And you know what's also interesting? The one name that I wrote down that I was expecting to hear, I did not hear. Which was? Tolkien. Yeah, you know, I, I think I, I mean, I, of course, I still really like, I really like Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff. But I think um, the, probably the most influential that Tolkien's been on my writing is through the books written by uh, his son about how he wrote Lord of the Rings. Right. Because he's got the the history of Middle Earth is that series. Christopher Tolkien? I believe so. And so those, I, I, I've read those and they were really influential on how I thought about well, you writing wa- and storytelling and stuff. You used to watch the appendices for the Lord of the Rings almost as much as you did the movies themselves. Uh, more actually, for sure. Yeah. How they made um, them. That would have definitely been the case like a number of years ago. Sure. Um, but not so much anymore. Yeah. Not so much now. Yeah. That but, makes sense. Yeah. Well, um, Josiah, what about this week? Uh, it was fun. I mean, did you have a weekly favorite? Oh, it's the weekly favorite. Well, my weekly favorite, I, I actually already mentioned it earlier. It would be uh, getting my first ever review oh, on, yes. um, on my writing. That was a really big highlight for me, not just of the of, of this week, but just of this early last couple of years of writing sure. since I've gotten back into it and been going at it um, the way I have been. So that was just super encouraging and, and really cool. Awesome. What about you? Pies. I mentioned that was, it. that was your weekly favorite last week. But the difference is this is, even though this was going to be coming out after Thanksgiving, this is actually before Thanksgiving when I'm recording this. And as soon as we finish this podcast, I'm starting to make pie crust for pies. Okay, but you can't have, you can't <laughs> say pie two weeks in a row. Why not? I mean, I guess, I guess you can. I guess that's allowed. <laughs> I'm excited about Thanksgiving. Let's just put it that way. That's my weekly favorite. It's Thanksgiving week. So. Okay. Well, thanks and so pie. much for, for listening, everybody. Uh, my dad is, oh, he's, yeah, he's got just, just ropes of drool at the thought of pie. So we're going to, we're going to wrap this up here. 
If you have uh, anything you'd like us to talk about in the future, let us know. Leave us a digital voicemail at speakpipe.com slash MSP. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash Meaningful Success Podcast. And until the next episode, this is Wade. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Josiah. Love you, Josiah. (laughs) Love you. See you next time. Bye. (laughs) Bye. The Meaningful Success Podcast is myself, Josiah Clark, and my father, Wade Clark. If you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash meaningful success podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. I got-